Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, I'm going to be talking about the wide receiver zero strategy and how it applies to fantasy football in 2020. But before we get into that, I'd like to ask if you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free, and I'm going to help you guys win your fantasy football championship by posting videos every single day. So I'd really appreciate it if you click that subscribe button. And if you've already been here before, please just click that like button. It really helps me a lot. So what is the wide receiver zero strategy? So the wide receiver zero strategy pretty much is just avoiding the wide receiver position for the first four or five rounds of your draft, depending how the draft actually completely happens because you don't want to just necessarily do five rounds just because you think that's how it works or you just do four rounds because that's how it works you could do either or and you could really just not follow this strategy at all because what my best strategy in fantasy football is to go into the draft with really no strategy you want to go in there with an open mind but for this situation we're going to do the wide receiver zero strategy and avoid those wide receivers and load up on running backs maybe even get a tight end or quarterback in the first couple of round. So with that said, we're going to be doing a mock draft so that I could show you guys how I actually do this. Now, I wouldn't even recommend any single spot in the draft when you're doing wide receiver zero because I think you could do it from any single position. You could go one, pick one all the way to pick 12. Now, I'm going to go in the middle of the draft because I think that may be the best to get two star-studded running backs, get one at six, and then you get one on the back sway around, but you could pretty much do this really anywhere. It just may, may be a bit harder at the beginning because you go Christian McCaffrey, and then you have to pick one of the worst kind of second or third tier running back so with that said let's get right into it we're going to be doing a mock draft for this on fantasy pros draft wizard the link is down below for that the roster positions are one quarterback two running backs two wide receivers a tight end flex kicker defense and six bench spots this is a ppr league but you can do this in ppr half ppr or standard i would argue this is an even better strategy in standard leagues because the running backs matter just that much more so let's get right into it a 12 team so let's get right into it. We are actually going to be drafting up against the composite ADP from a bunch of websites on Fantasy Pros. If you buy like the expert type of package that I have, you can actually draft up against other things besides experts, which I find pretty interesting. And I know I did this video about a month ago. I did it on my birthday, May 26th. So humble brag that I turned 21 like a fucking month ago. But with that said, we're going to do it now with some newer ADP so I could kind of explain it better. And when I do this next time, I'm going to be drafting up against real people give you an even better idea of how this strategy works so with that said let's get right into it so looking at the draft board for the first five picks obviously we are the sixth pick Christian McCaffrey Saquon Barkley Ezekiel Elliott Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara so we're at the sixth spot here and here is where if this was a real draft I might actually look at drafting a guy like Michael Thomas now I understand drafting a wide receiver early obviously has its risks not because you're drafting a wide receiver the wide receiver you get here Michael Thomas is very good but the risk comes with the fact that your running back core is not going to look super hot, especially if you draft two wide receivers in a row, so I typically stay away with that from that, but like I said, we're doing a wide receiver zero strategy, so right here, the pick is pretty easy for me. It's between Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry here. Now, to me, I have Joe Mixon ranked higher in my rankings, but Joe Mixon comes with more of a risk than a guy like Derrick Henry. So if you're doing this strategy, these are the guys that are on the board for you, which is honestly probably very likely at the sixth pick that a guy like Derrick Henry or Joe Mixon are the two that you're looking down the barrel at. So you could either go one way with Derrick Henry, which is super safe, not really much receiving upside, but will probably finish as a top 10 back, guaranteed as long as he could stay healthy. Joe Mixon's obviously much more of a risky type of a pick uh, due to the fact that, you know, he's on the fucking Bengals, not the Titans. We're going to run the ball a million times. 
But at the end of the day here, I think I'm going to go with the higher upside pick in Joe Mixon. I have Joe Mixon ranked as my fifth best running back. Derrick Henry ranked as sixth. So they're obviously very, very close in my ranking. So it's like splitting hairs there. You could go either way, but I'm going to go ahead and select Joe Mixon. So let me know down below in the comments who you guys like better, Joe Mixon or Derrick Henry. I bet a majority of the comments are going to say Derrick Henry, though. So looking at the draft so far, after we went with Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry came off the board, followed by Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Now, I talk about this a lot in these mock draft type of videos where the tight ends typically go in the second and third round, the big three tight ends. Kelsey and Kittle typically go in like the second and the third, and then Andrews falls shortly after into the fourth. And I think that's going to be the typical thing that starts happening in August in your at-home drafts, especially if you guys are playing with friends and family, where there's not as many people who are super sharp and they prefer to draft tight ends earlier, then you are going to see that. In this wide receiver zero strategy, you can 100% go ahead and get a tight end early, but obviously that's not going to be possible unless we wait for Mark Andrews to come slightly later. We should as well see the big two quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes come slightly after this around the second, third, or fourth round. Now, looking at the draft, I noticed that two teams actually went with two completely different strategies. We see the running back zero strategy here, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, as well as Devontae Adams, Julio Jones. The other guy went with the strategy that we're using, Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones. I personally disagree with the Aaron Jones pick because I think there's tons of players with more value than him on the board, but that's how you go ahead and draft this. So looking at this, obviously we're not even going to be taking a look at the wide receiver core. There are some great wide receivers still available here, but we're doing the wide receiver zero. So we're looking at the board here, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, CEH would be what we would be looking for at running back, at quarterback, Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes, and at tight end, Zach Ertz or Mark Andrews. I hate Zach Ertz, so you throw him out the window, don't be drafting him. So we're going to go running back here, and then maybe in the third or fourth round, maybe a quarterback or a tight end. So looking at the board, like I said, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, and CH. To me, there is one guy standing above them all, and that is Austin Eckler of the LA Superchargers. Now I know every single time me and the people in the comments get into a debate about Austin Eckler, I understand that there are these red flags which is the fact that Tyrod Taylor isn't very good and then that the system is kind of weird. Now, how is the running back committee going to work? Is going to be all Austin Neckler? Is Justin Jackson going to get involved? Is Joshua Kelly going to get involved? I'm just not super worried about it. I think we saw Austin Eckler tear it up last season. He was on RB2 pace without Melvin Gordon there, RB10 pace with Melvin Gordon being there. So are you really too worried that he doesn't finish inside of the top 12, even with a worse quarterback going from Phillip Rivers to a guy like maybe Justin Herbert or Tyrod Taylor? I really don't think it's going to matter too much. And I think that the upside for Austin Eckler is immense, getting a lot of rushing opportunity, getting a lot of pass catching opportunity. That's what I typically look for in the first two rounds of a PPR draft or half PPR. I want to get a running back that's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield, and I think that Austin Eckler is going to be doing that quite well. So how the draft has fallen so far, this wide receiver zero strategy has been tremendous, very, very spicy for us because we were able to get Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler. So after we went with Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders came off the board, followed by Lamar Jackson, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, Pat Mahomes, Amari Cooper, Kenya Drake, Chris Carson, Adam Thielen, and Leonard Fournette. So if you notice in the first two to three rounds of the draft, that's where all the running backs are going to be flying off the board. And then rounds four, five, and six is when people start hammering onto the wide receiver. And likely we're going to be hammering onto the wide receivers in the fifth through seventh round. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, we're about seven minutes into the video. Please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. I would really, really appreciate it. Looking back at those picks, I noticed that Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes both went 
in the second round. Now, if you're playing in a league with people who have played fantasy for a while, maybe a more sharper type of league, you're going to notice that Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson typically are more of a fourth round picks, but in most regular type of leagues, you'll notice they come off the board in like the second or third round. So very typical here. Nothing too out of the ordinary has happened so far. We are doing the wide receiver zero strategy. So all these guys that I love, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, they're not even getting looked at for me here at tight end we still do have my tight end three mark andrews available on the board but i'm hoping and praying he falls to me in the fourth round because the value is unreal here at running back ch clyde edwards hilaire is a guy who's going to climb up the draft board strictly based on hype but right here is where i would actually not mind drafting him i think the kansas city chiefs drafted him so highly at the end of the first round the first running back selected off the board in the 2020 nfl draft is strictly because pat mahomes saw what everyone else saw and wanted to get a running back that is good in the pass catching game for Pat Mahomes. I was obviously good in the run game as well, but I think we're going to see a lot of dump offs to CH. I think CH is going to have a great year. I think the problem with him though is he's going to skyrocket up the draft board strictly based on that name based hype. Now, if you weren't going ahead and drafting CH here, since we are doing the wide receiver zero strategy, there are some other players I would be looking at. Like I said earlier, Mr. Mark Andrews is not a bad pick in the third round. I really think he's going to have a tremendous year with Lamar Jackson, especially since I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball more than last season since the Tennessee Titans may have created that type of blueprint that teams need to succeed against the Baltimore Ravens, which is try to stop the run game and make Lamar throw the ball. For running backs, obviously, I don't love Le'Veon Bell in the third round, but I wouldn't mind picking him due to the fact that I think he's a very safe pick. Todd Gurley, I don't love at all due to the fact that I am worried about his knee. Melvin Gordon, I'm kind of avoiding. So it's really just Le'Veon Bell or CEH here for me. Maybe even Jonathan Taylor in the third round. Why? I think he's just a high upside pick. I think it may take a couple of games for him to get that workhorse type of workload that you want for your fantasy football running back. But as a running back three, I think that's great. But here, it's an easy pick in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So like I said before, we made our after we made our second pick, this has been working out very well for us when using the wide receiver zero strategy since a lot of running backs are falling straight into our lap as well as the other positions. So looking at the board, after we selected CEH, A.J. Brown came off the board followed by Cooper Cup, Melvin Gordon, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Keenan Allen, D.K. Metcalf, James Conner, Devin Singletary, and Calvin Ridley. So sadly, Mark Andrews came off the board. I wouldn't even have wanted Zach Ertz, but he came shortly after. So the big four type of names for the tight end position are already gone before the third round came to a close. So now we're kind of faced with a tougher decision since Mark Andrews already came off the board. I'm kind of happy that we went with CEH, though, because I think that upside in the third round is way too big. So we have to make it past this round and maybe even next round without drafting a wide receiver, even though the value is immense on Al Robinson and DJ Moore in the fourth round. That's why I tell you guys not to stick yourself in a one strategy when you start the draft. Don't go in there thinking, I can't draft a wide receiver in the first four or five rounds because then you're going to end up reaching for a player like we're probably going to have to do here. So don't be doing that. So looking at the wide receivers, like I said, Allen Robinson and DJ Moore would have been easy picks here, still available. Looking at the running backs, we see Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, David David Montgomery. At quarterback, we see Dakota Prescott, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. At tight end, we see Darren Waller and Evan Ingram. So it is going to be kind of a reach here to go for the tight ends. I think once you miss on that big three tight end tier where you see um, 
Kittle, Ertz, and Andrew, not Kittle, Ertz, and Andrew, Kittle, Kelsey, and Andrews, you kind of want to just pivot off and then wait till later to select the tight end, so I'm not going to be drafting a tight end here. I think we're just going to go ahead and dip into the quarterback well. Now, normally, I'm one of those guys that says, fuck it, wait till the end of the draft, wait till the 9th, 10th, 11th round to hammer onto your quarterback, but now we're going to go with one that is, I think, potentially a top two quarterback again in fantasy football in 2020, and that is Mr. Dakota Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Dak last year finished as the quarterback two, threw for like a zillion fucking yards last season, was absolutely eating 4,902 passing yards. He had a 99% quarterback rating, but the quarterback rating doesn't mean too much for fantasy. The guy is scoring. He's a machine. He scores like three plus touchdowns every single year, just rushing. He's got the rushing upside, and I think we see an offense that looks similar to last year with the addition of another brilliant wide receiver in C.D. Lamb. So I really think that Dak Prescott is going to have yet another amazing season. Now, I could understand the reasoning behind drafting Kyler Murray over him, and in some situations, I would honestly do that due to the fact that I think his rushing upside is just tremendous. We saw Kyler Murray at the beginning of last year kind of be scared to use his legs. And then a couple of weeks, maybe like eight weeks in the season, we saw him being like, holy shit, the pocket's going to collapse. I need to run out of there. I need to skedaddle my way out of there. I'm four feet tall. I got to like try to stand on my tippy toes to see over the line. And then he would actually just run around back there. So it is entirely possible that we see more of that in 2000. 20. So now we are four rounds into the draft, or five rounds in the draft, after we selected Dakota Prescott, Al Robinson at the board, followed by Tyler Lockett, T.Y. Hilton, Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster, David Johnson, David Montgomery, Todd Gurley, DJ Chark, and DJ Moore. So big fall for DJ Moore. Typically, he goes ahead of all those guys, Lockett, Hilton, Woods, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't like T.Y. Hilton at all this year. Just trust me. Just fade the guy away. He's been getting hurt. Now he gets a new quarterback. I'm not too sure how this is going to go down. So we're four rounds deep into the draft. We're in round five now, and we really could go wide receiver here if we wanted to, or we could go ahead and draft a tight end or a running back. But I think right here is where you kind of have to make the mental pivot of drafting a wide receiver. You have to understand that we're so far into the draft. I think if you draft another running back here, your team is going to drastically be shit at the wide receiver position. I think you can go back and reach into the next round and draft a running back. Again, since this isn't a three wide receiver league, doing a in a three wide receiver league, the running back zero, or not the running back zero strategy, the wide receiver zero strategy is way much more hard, and I would not try to do it in a three wide receiver league. There's a two wide receiver league and a flex league with a flex as well. So here we're going to go ahead and snag one of my favorite wide receivers in the middle round of the draft, and that is TMC Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin last season bursted onto the scene as a rookie and played amazing with his college quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. Now, Dwayne Haskins actually just forgot how to throw the fucking guy the ball. I don't know if you guys remember that. Like, it seemed like they had no connection, but they've been playing college football together for a while, which was funny as fuck to me. But at the end of the day, they were able to figure it out, and I think they will be able to figure it out for the future in 2020. I think Terry McLaurin has a shit ton of upside, especially since the Redskins defense is absolutely booty cheeks and is going to be getting clapped all season long, so they're going to have to be throwing the ball a lot. So right now, looking at the running back still available, we see Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, James White, Keyshawn Vaughn. At wide receiver, we see a bunch of guys who I don't necessarily love except for Tyler Boyd, so I'm much more hesitant to draft a wide receiver here instead of going for a running back that I think is just way above the rest, and that is Kareem Hunt. you got to understand with Kareem Hunt that, yes, he is 
is the backup, but he's not really a backup because he's going to be playing on a lot of the snaps. He's going to be getting like five to ten touches every single game, running the ball and getting a bunch of dump-offs to his wife, Stefanski, the new head coach of the Cleveland Browns. He's a very run-heavy coach, so I think we see Kareem Hunt have an amazing season this year, even behind Nick Chubb, and if Nick Chubb was to end up getting hurt, then by golly gee, fucking Kareem Hunt's going to absolutely tear it up. Now, I want to actually ask you guys a question. Would you guys have preferred our team if we went with Terry McLaurin or instead we went with Jonathan Taylor and then went with a guy like Stefan Diggs later here at the 607? Would you have preferred that draft or would you rather have would you rather have Terry McLaurin and Kareem Hunt on this team or rather have Jonathan Taylor and Stefan Diggs? Let me know down below in the comments if you made it this far. So after we went with Karate Kick, Kareem Hunt, Evan Ingram came at the board, followed by Hunter Henry, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Stefan Diggs, Sony Michelle, Debo Samuel, Devontae Parker, DeAndre Swift, and Drew Brees. So now we are seven rounds into the draft, and we're really going to look to load up on the wide receiver position. Still available, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Board, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, Hollywood Brown, Marvin Jones, all guys that I decently like. Now, Cortland Sutton has really fallen off my radar, but in the seventh round, I really think that's a decent value for a guy that was the wide receiver one on the Denver Broncos last year and was really tearing it up. But then, obviously, once Emmanuel Sanders left, actually, then he became the wide receiver one and then was tearing it up. But then in the draft, they draft Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, so I think a lot of his value was absolutely sucked away from him, but a guy whose value didn't get sucked away from him at all is Tyler, yeah, Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals, they go ahead and draft Joe Burrow, just like everyone assumed they would. He's been in a 1,000-yard receiver two years in a row, five-plus touchdowns in the last two seasons. We saw him get an absorbent amount of targets last year with 148, and he had 90 receptions, so you have to understand that I know there's going to be concern. Oh my god, if AJ Green comes back, Tyler Boyd's fucked. Nick, he's fucked. If you actually look at the stats, he plays better when AJ Green's healthy, and even if AJ Green's not healthy, he's still good. So either way, it's pick your poison. With AJ Green or without, he's still going to be good. So I like Tyler Boyd this year. I really think the Cincinnati Bengals turn it around, and I'm not upset drafting Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd on the same team, because if the Bengals' defense is shit, they're going to have to pass the ball, and Joe Mixon is going to be seeing more pass-catching opportunity this year, I believe, due to the fact that I think the coach are going to want him to get better at that aspect of the game. So we are eight rounds deep into the draft. Our roster so far, we got Dakota Prescott at the quarterback position. Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler are two running backs. At wide receiver, we have Tyler Boyd and Terry McLaurin. Our flex is CEH, and our bench is comprised of Kareem Hunt. So now we are looking to draft more wide receivers. Obviously, now we're fading the quarterback position since we already drafted one, and our tight end will probably come around the 10th round. So now we're going to go ahead and snag yet another wide receiver. Looking at the wide receivers still available, Julian Edelman, Marvin Jones, Will Fuller, Christian Kirk, John Brown, James Crowder, Sterling Shepard, Deontay Johnson. So there are some picks here that are more safe, and then there's the more upside type of picks. But we do have a pick at the 807, and then we're swinging back around shortly, obviously, to get our pick. But when you're picking in the middle, you're kind of just in the middle the whole fucking time. So looking at the draft so far, after we went with Tyler Boyd, we see Carson Wentz come off the board, followed by Damian Williams, Baker Mayfield, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup, Hollywood Brown, Cam Akers, Philip Lindsay, Rojo, Matthew Burita, and Brandon Cooks. So a lot of quarterbacks have came off the board thus far, but like I said early, you see the running backs all fly off the board, and then down here it's all 
orange season, except for the people who didn't draft a fucking running back early. Then they're hammering to try to find one of these running backs deeper in the draft. Now, there are high upside picks. Like I said, a super high upside pick would be Will Fuller. This guy could absolutely be a wide receiver one a lot of weeks, but he's more of that cannonball you throw into your your team when he's healthy because the guy's always fucking hurt. You're throwing him in there and you're praying to God that the guy doesn't end up getting hurt and he ends up going off, which is entirely possible. I'd rather go with the safer pick, though, in Marvin Jones, a guy who I think is going to easily tear it up as long as Stafford could stay healthy. We saw games where Marvin Jones scored more points than Kenny Galladay, and they're actually both better when they're both on the field together. So right now, we have done a really great job of using the wide receiver zero strategy. We really hit on those running backs early, and now we're starting to get some nice wide receiver depth. Obviously, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd, and Marvin Jones. After we went with Marvin Jones, Julian Edelman, Tevin Coleman, Will Fuller, John Brown, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Darius Slayton, Emmanuel Sanders, Darrell Henderson, and Sterling Shepard all come off the board. So now we can either go with a running back or a wide receiver. It could kind of go either way. So looking at the wide receiver position, Deontay Johnson would probably be the clear pick here at the 9.06 pick. Why I say that is honestly because I think that Deontay Johnson just has so much upside. We already have a bunch of picks that I think are very safe. I think Terry McLaurin and Tyler Boyd, as well as Marvin Jones, are very safe. I think Deontay Johnson has a whole shit ton of upside, though. Being potentially the wide receiver, two in a Big Ben offense, a Big Ben can easily have two wide receivers ball out. We saw it with A.B. and Juju. We've seen it with A.B. and Martavius Bryant, who fucked his career up by smoking on that loud package. At running back, James White would be the pick here. Probably after that, it kind of falls off, and then you're in, like, the handcuff territory or the Jordan Howard territory. So for me here, it is kind of a decent fall-off because I do like Anthony Miller. After this, I think we do just hammer a bunch of wide receivers. So we're going to go ahead and select Mr. James White here of the New England Flatriots. I honestly think that the wide receiver position is so deep that missing out there potentially on Deontay Johnson would have been worth the risk. So after when James White, Jordan Howard came off the board, followed by Latavius Murray, C.D. Lom, Mecole Hardman, J.K. Dobbins, Alshon Jeffrey, Robbie Anderson, Keyshawn Vaughn, Alexander Madison, the handcuff for Dalvin Cook. Obviously, we saw Dalvin Cook not really move. Still the fourth overall pick, I guess, because not too many people are worried about Alexander or about Dalvin Cook holding out. I guess I'm kind of worried, but I guess the general public is not. San Francisco 49ers defense the first defense off the board don't draft the defense before the last two picks Tony Pollard and then Jerry Judy so Deontay Johnson did end up falling to us so that's easily going to be our pick here had Deontay Johnson not been available I would have went for Anthony Miller who I think looks a lot better this season even though he looked good deep last season just looks a lot better with the new quarterback at Nick Foles I do not believe Kissing Teddy's Trubisky is going to start at all this season if he does it's probably for the first couple of games after we see because the fucking Bears fans are going to call for the guy head they were all of last season but they didn't really have anyone behind him after we see Deontay Johnson from us Rashad Penny Golden Tate I don't understand Rashad Penny he's going to be on the fucking pup while you're drafting the 10th round draft the other handcuff in Carlos Hyde Golden Tate Sammy Watkins Preston Williams Anthony Miller Jameson Crowder Gronk Henry Ruggs Patriots defense Steelers defense so luckily the fantasy gods have allowed us to select the tight end that I wanted the whole time, and that is Mr. Hayden Hurst. Tight end 13 on Fantasy Pros makes no fucking sense. He's going to a team where Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator, is going to be calling the plays, jerks off to the tight end position. He had Hayden Hurst getting almost 100-plus targets, and not Hayden Hurst. He had Austin Hooper getting almost 100-plus targets last year. They send Hooper. They say, yeet. They fucking send him with the, the three, you know, because he's Austin Hooper. Get it? Because he's a basketball player. They say, Kobe. And they throw him all the way to the Cleveland Browns where he goes to die and be terrible because the fucking Cleveland Browns aren't going to be throwing the ball too much. 
And they bring in a younger tight end who has a lot of potential in Hayden Hurst. So I really believe Hayden Hurst is going to have a baller season this year, a top 10 tight end, a top five tight end to me, at least. I really think he's going to have a great season. With these strategies, you can pretty much draft two quarterbacks or two tight ends if you want to, but I'm not about that strategy. I don't like drafting two tight ends, so you will rarely ever see me doing that as well as two quarterbacks. The only time I'm drafting two tight ends is if I'm really taking a shot later on a guy that I don't believe in as much. So if I don't get Hayden Hurst, I would go like Jack Doyle, Mike Gesicki potentially. So after Hayden Hurst, we see Buffalo Bills defense. Like I said, guys, don't be picking fucking defenses early, but it's going to happen in all your I'm going to show you guys how to draft the defense later on in the video. We are pretty deep into the video, so if you guys have enjoyed this zero wide receiver strategy video, please click that subscribe button down below. Buffalo Bills, Nikhil Harry, Tariq Cohen, Justin Jefferson, Baltimore Ravens, Duke Johnson, Austin Hooper, Curtis Samuel, who's a waste of a pick, Chicago Bears, Deshaun Jackson, Zach Moss, and Chase Edmonds. I love Zach Moss. If you're doing a zero running back strategy, he'd be one of my main targets, if I'm being honest with you, since I think he has the upside late in the draft to become a starter for a team. So now we're going to hammer on to another late round wide receiver. Now I'm actually not the biggest fan of this guy. I really am not because I've seen a lot of people pumping this guy up. They're fucking cranking him off at all speeds so he could fucking blow a load straight all over your own face because I think he may be fucking a lot of owners this season. Due to the fact that we saw last year, MVS and Geronimo Allison be super hyped up. And I hyped them up too. I'll fucking take ownership of that. But the hype came with nothing. It was like you were, it was like, what were you doing, step bro? And you just get fucking railed. You're the stepsister in one of those fucking porn. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. Don't draft, I mean, like, don't buy super into the hype. I like Alan Lazard, and I will be drafting him here, but I'm not expecting him to be some type of alpha wide receiver. I think there's the potential for the breakout, but I don't necessarily buy super deep into it like a lot of people do. But actually, I've kind of second-guessed myself, and I want to go with Brandon Ayuk, rookie wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Now that Mr. Debo Samuel is looking a bit verklempt, he's looking a bit fucked up, it seems like he may miss a couple weeks into the season. I think Brandon Ayuk who is kind of a copy of Debo Samuel, starts to ball out this year in place of Debo Samuel. And even if they run the ball a lot, I think we could see a bunch of great games out of uh, Brandon Ayuk to start. And if that happens, you could ship his ass off very early into the season. So looking at our team so far, through, there's only three rounds left. we got Dak, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, CEH, Kareem Hunt, Marvin Jones, James White, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk. So our roster, we got one, two, a three, a four, a five running backs, and one, two, three, four, five wide receivers. So a very balanced roster, which I think is ideal when you're going with one of these wide receiver zero strategies. You hammer the running backs early, and then you get a more balanced approach with running backs and wide receivers as you go later into the draft. Whereas on a lot of my teams, you notice I have like six running backs to four wide receivers where I really hammer the running back position. But in this type of situation, since you already have such a key cluster of running backs that I think are going to be talented, that you don't really need to do that. But for the final pick in the draft, well, not really the final pick because we got to pick a defense and kicker, but the only notable player, we're going to go with Rock Armstead of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I understand Rock Armstead is a handcuff, but Leonard Fournette may end up holding out. Obviously, there's talks of Mixon holding out, and we have Mixon, so you could have went with Gio Bernard there as well. I wouldn't argue with either of those picks, though. Now we are in the last two rounds of the draft after we went with Mr. Rock Armstead, A.J. Dillon, Brady, Damian Harris, Carlos Hyde, uh, Jalen Samuels, Malcolm Brown, Justin Tucker the fucker, Matthew Stafford, Darrington Evans, Daniel Jones, Harrison Bucker, and Brashad Perryman. So now we're going to show you guys how to draft 
a kicker. So you scroll down here and you draft the best one available. I will be making a kicker video, though, later in the offseason. Make sure to subscribe so you can listen and learn about all of the kickers. And then next, we're going to be drafting a defense. And shout out to the kicker that just got drafted, my old bitch lame. But my young Hoku, now we're going to be drafting a defense. So I told you I'd tell you how to do this. So you're going to Google NFL schedule week one, find a defense, playing a shitty offense week one. The ideal defense is the Chargers playing up against Joe Burrow week one. Not too ideal for our roster, though, because we do have a decent amount of Cincinnati Bengals. But I think Joe Burrow will falter a bit in that game. So we're going to go with the best defense available. Eventually, I am going to look super deep into the defense's schedules week one so I can figure out how to draft that defense. But that's just how I'm going to tell you how to do it. So looking at our team, we get an A minus. The draft grade doesn't fucking matter at all. We could have gotten a C, and I would have thought this roster was amazing. Our team is quarterback Dak Prescott, Joe Mixon, and Austin Eckler are starting running backs. Our starting wideouts are Tyler Boyd and Terry McLaurin. Our tight end is Hayden Hurst. Our flex is Mr. Clyde Edwards-Lair. Defense is the Saints. Our kicker is Will Lutz, that double wombo combo of kicker and defense. Our bench is comprised of Kareem Hunt, Marvin Jones, James White, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, and Rock Armstead. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please click that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another absolute heater of a video. Goodbye, my friends.